This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio, Season 7, Episode 14. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 14 of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today, we're speaking with Audrey O'Claire from Soundtrap. Audrey, first and foremost, is a community builder. As a former special education teacher, she knows that using every available resource from ed tech to social media to professional learning networks is the trick to helping individuals succeed. She's an education specialist for Soundtrap at Spotify who knows that authentic learning is most engaging regardless of the learner's age. She uses audio recording software to help everyone find their voice. Whether delivering workshops and webinars on accessibility and inclusion, her work builds educator capacity and grows teacher dialogue around the world. Soundtrap for Education empowers students and teachers to explore creative sound recording in all subjects for all ages and ability levels. Welcome to the podcast, Audrey. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here with you. Great. So let's get our conversation started this morning with a personal story about how you became interested in the topic of amplifying student voice. Yeah, thanks for asking. So my background, as you know, Randy mentioned, is in special education and it's also in early childhood education. And so I, since graduating from college and working in public education, was tasked with and obsess over finding alternative ways to measure what students know um, rather than by just asking them to write it or type it, right? Because that's traditionally how we gather that information. And uh, historically, the groups of children that I serve and work with don't represent themselves best in that way. Um, And so, you know, I I think back to this one experience that I had when I taught at Brewer High School, um, high school special education. I had this one student um, that was, uh, you know, identified as dyslexic, um, pretty traditional, what you would expect. Um, You know, reading and writing were tremendously difficult. However, um, he presented as, you know, very typical, very able, very well-spoken, very motivated by the maths and sciences. Uh, And on his first day of ninth grade, um, you know, he marched into science class, traditionally somewhere where he would really succeed and thrive. Um, and, you know, was not as, in, was not worried about that class in the way that he was worried about, you know, English and language arts. Um, and the teacher, a young, incredible, um, motivated teacher was like, okay, I am going to do a cross-curricular exercise and I'm going to ask you to write a five-paragraph essay on water displacement theory. Mm. And 
the student was just defeated, like just devastated day one. He's like, oh, this is usually where I thrive. And instead I'm, I'm just, I'm never going to thrive in this, in this environment. So he came to me, um, panicked. And I said, I've got you. Don't worry. I said, do you understand water displacement? And he's like, of course. And I'm like, do you have a story that you could tell? He said, absolutely. It involves, you know, a fishing trip and a cooler with ice that melts. And I'm like, this is amazing. Okay. So I said, do you have an, an iPhone on you? Um, and at, at this school in particular, like tech was locked down. So they weren't supposed to. So he looks at me sheepishly and he's like, I have this iPod. And um, so I had him give it to me. I got his iPod on my you know, uh, hotspot and I downloaded at the time the tool was Dragon Dictation. And I also have to mention that this iPod was cracked beyond repair, right? Like, so the screen was cracked and that's an important detail in the story. So he, we sit down at my desk and in 20 minutes, he crafts this incredible story about water displacement theory. And, um, and the whole time I'm holding his broken iPod and I'm just like pressing record and, and stop. And like, I'll, you know, I'd guide him or whatever, but he's doing all the talking. So then um, at that point, I, when, when he's done, I show him this cracked screen iPod and I said, you're, you're, you're done, your assignment's done. And he looked at this cracked screen as if I was holding gold in my hand, right? Because this child had never seen that much of his, I, that many of his ideas, that much of his knowledge represented without the red squiggly lines. Think about this. This is a 14 year old boy that has never written that much text without in, and it had not a single red line. Um, and it was just, it, it, what seemed like pages and pages and pages. And this would have taken him days to type and write. Um, and days so and frustration and tears and tears and his parents helper, would be screaming yeah. Yeah, it would have just been a nightmare. And and I know that that was a long-ish story, but it, it really, I think about that student and that day every single day. Um, and while it, it's, um, it's not even that creative of an experience or, you know, we're not talking about student podcasting or music making, that day changed everything for that boy and funny enough his parents bought him an iphone the very next day he had a you know the platinum version of, <laughs> of dragon dictation and um you know i'm super proud to say that he's a, a game warden in the state he's gone on to be like incredibly successful so that's that's my personal story and then of course the millions of stories i have with you know young learners four and five year olds who don't yet have the skills and capacity to to write but they can absolutely speak in sophisticated ways and so um that is sort of my motivation for you know being here so one thing that we've learned from talking to lots of different people is that there are oftentimes these assumptions that underlie these things like this story that we don't even examine. So let's talk about like, so in the case of that story, why is it important that that learner had the opportunity to amplify his voice in that way? Why is it important for every learner, young, old, adult, whatever, to be able to amplify their voice? So what's that, that core that makes it so important? 
Yeah, brilliant. And I think that access, opportunity to share, right? And and understand so that we're not just hearing from the same voices. Uh, I think that, you know, this student is a perfect example of that story would have gone untold. It would have been kept, you know, between himself and his own brain uh, if we hadn't thought of creative ways to capture it and share it. Um, and, you know, when we only have one mean and one method for uh, gathering you know, student creativity, student knowledge, um, you know, we're just, we're leaving too much on the table, right? And and we're not getting it out there and not allowing students to to capitalize on that. I mean, of course, the work that this student did throughout the course of his ninth grade year, it was obviously much more sophisticated and built on that. But if we hadn't that one day taken that 20 minutes, we might never have known. I might have just you know, continued to try to measure this kid by getting him to write and type. So I just think it comes down to, um, you know, they deserve many opportunities, many platforms, um, and the opportunity to um, find find their voice, find their audience, and, you know, find others to add to their voice and help to amplify and share their voice. So tell us more about Soundtrap. Um, how can learners use it to amplify their vo voices? Uh, so, okay, this is his, this is a really funny story too. So <laughs> I've been working for Soundtrap for four years and I was the first person hired uh, in the company because at the time it was still, you know, in, in startup mode uh, that didn't have a strong music background. Um, and, and when I say that, I mean any music background, like literally can't tap my toes in time. <laughs> um, and so I was sort of a risk for them. And uh, the, you know, the drum that I continued to, to play and the, the message that I continued to send is, oh no, this is so much more than music. Um, and, you know, giving students the opportunity to capture uh, their voice and share it and edit and uh, manipulate and manage and practice uh, is just a tool, you know, because I immediately saw it as a special education resource, right? I saw it as an assistive technology device, in addition to a, a tool to make music and songs and podcasts. I, you know, the special ed teacher in me just was like jumping up and down. Um, and so uh, to answer your question, Soundtrap is an online recording studio um, known as a digital audio workstation or DAW. Uh, we pride ourselves on being you know, collaborative and cloud-based, easy to use, um, and you know, uh, it's secure. We have an education version, so for schools and teachers that want to use it, we have a secure version um, where students are protected within our walled garden, meaning that um, they can't uh, collaborate with folks outside of you know their district or their classroom, however it's set up. Um, and students can create music and podcasts with loops and digital instruments and sound effects. And um, there's voice recording software. So you can, of course, record your voice for a podcast like this. Um, and my favorite feature of all uh, is the, the smart transcription feature. So mm. I am able to 
record my voice, transcribe it just like you would, you know, with voice to um, text on your phone. Um, and it is just like that day in that ninth grade classroom, always spelled correctly. And in fact, you know, it punctuates and capitalizes and it's, it's smart transcription, really exciting. Um, but then beyond that, once the transcript has been created, I can edit the audio directly from the transcript. So I'm gonna let that sink in. With the transcript in front of me, I can highlight a sentence that I no longer want in my podcast. And rather than having to scrub the audio like we've all done a thousand times, right? And listen for the exact right moment, the exact right breath and find it um, you know, in, in the audio file, I can find it in the text, highlight, press delete, it deletes it from the transcript and deletes it from the audio. Um, it's absolutely life-changing um, for so many, you know, for of course, professional podcasters, um, interviewers. But again, I go back to that 14 year old boy and this would have just been an incredible resource for him too. Great stories. So let's, let's connect your work at Soundtrap to the uh, topic of amplifying student voice. What are, what are some examples that you can share in, of, of, of amplifying student voice? Yeah. So we have one teacher that would just earned an honorable mention um, in the NPR student podcast challenge um, using um, Soundtrap to record her student podcasts. And, you know, so that is, uh, you know, big shout out to Stevie Frank in Zionsville. <laughs> uh, super proud of her and her students. And uh, another one that is at front of mind right now is with my friend Kat Crawford, who works for an organization called Break Free uh, Education. It used to be CEEAS, Center for Educational Excellence in Secured Settings, and so Secured Schools which is essentially um, juvenile detention centers. Cat uh, has run a program for the last three years called Unsung, where she challenges students that are in these secured schools um, and to create a, a song of protest um, and a, or a, a song that highlights and showcases uh, Juvenile Justice Awareness Month, which is actually October. Um, and on Friday, uh, the winners of that contest for the third year are going to be um, announced. And so uh, basically what happens is a group of students, you know, that are learning in these very small settings um, that don't have access to, you know, the internet for, you know, obvious reasons, uh, they're given, you know, soundtrack and they're asked to create really powerful, really meaningful um, songs to sort of shed a light on um, what their experiences have been in the juvenile justice system. It is some of the most incredible work that I've seen. Um, and again, whose voices are we hearing is what I want to, you know, is what we need to focus on and what we need to like continually come back to. You know, we know from our own days in the classroom, the generally the loudest, the most confident, uh, the most articulate students are the ones that we hear from. The, their voices are the ones that we're hearing all day, every day, um, and, and great for them. 
but you know, how many voices, how many stories are we actually missing? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just love this project, this unsung project, because I feel like Kat has definitely found a, a, a method for, um, connecting, the, the outside world with these students and these unique perspectives and um and just i we will link to this in the show notes but you have got to hear um the previous years with uh winners it's just remarkable so i love these stories because it it values the idea that every learner has a story to tell and how do we as the adults create the conditions and give them the tools so that they can have that voice heard and it also sort of begs the question of how many voices aren't we hearing? I'm excited. I'm fired up now. <laughs> but like Michelle Obama says, right? You know, we can't be what we can't see. Well, we can't be what we can't hear. And we can't connect to what we don't hear and what, what is left silent. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to make certain I mentioned today is that when I, well, generally when we're talking about student voice, we're talking about the um, figurative version of student voice, meaning like, you know, more like their, their heart, students' heart and their creativity. But if we're not capturing their literal voice and hearing their literal voice, um, you know, there's, there's a big problem. So before we invite you to share what's next for you, Audrey, let's hear your responses to our rapid response questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. And we added these questions um, really just to find some more resources for ourselves and our listeners. So looking forward to hearing your responses. So who's one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about podcasting in K to 12? Yeah, thanks for asking that. And my answer is Soundtrap has a podcast called Education Today. And we just wrapped up our very first Soundtrap Education Summit, um, where we featured speakers from you know different industries the you know podcasting industry music industry teachers um and we have like over 20 uh, really amazing speakers to share with you and so there's nine different episodes um i can't point to just one because each episode is pure gold. Um, so we'll, again, we'll link to that, but Education Today has all nine episodes of our latest Soundtrap um, EDU Summit. All right, excellent. If you were recommending one book to our listeners, what might that book be? Yeah, so I love professional development books and, uh, you know, have thousands that I would like to recommend, but I uh, want to share with you out on the wire, uh, which is the storytelling secrets of the new masters of radio. And it's written by Jessica Abel and um, Ira Glass gives the foreword, but um, it is written as a graphic novel. Um, and it's definitely something that, you know, most educators and teachers might not know about. Um, and, you know, it might not be on their on most recommended lists or um, whatever. So I think that the, A, it's just super creative, uh, but B, the depth and detail of um, storytelling and the work that goes into crafting and sharing a good story is just really incredible. So Out on the Wire uh, by Jessica Abel. 
All right, excellent. And last question, what online site resource or person do you learn from regularly? So this is work that I've you know been doing for the last three years is you know trying to gather resources and information on podcasting um, and specifically podcasting in the classroom. So I've been capturing thousands of resources on you know this Padlet and Doc that I hope we can share. Um, but I think if I had to point just to point to just one, I have to shout out to the NPR podcast challenge. Um, a, it's, you know, a, a different challenge each year, um, but then they do have loads of good resources and connections to be made there. Um, really high quality and uh, just really incredible work. But uh, that and a million other resources can be found on uh, that Padlet that I'll share with you. Absolutely. And we'll, sh we'll link that in our show notes. Well, Audrey, it's been certainly fun to reconnect with you and to have this conversation and uh, admire your ability to uh, tell a good story whenever you're talking. So uh, what, are you, what are you doing with those skills now that, that you're working on at Soundtrap that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, so we have four, my role is an education specialist and there are four of us right now. And so we are just we are doing so much professional development for teachers. It's just, uh, and of course, all virtual. Um, and, you know, our, our usage rates and, you know, the need for a tool like Soundtrap with all of the remote learning and distance learning um, has just like, you know, it's been really powerful and exciting. And so last night I was on a call with 50, you know, New York City um, school teachers that are, you know, going to use Soundtrap. And so doing a ton of virtual professional development um, with large and small districts. Um, and of course, telling some of those same stories that I just told you. Uh, and then, to, in fact, I think next after this call, it, we're working on the what the next version of the Soundtrap EDU Summit will look like, because we want to have um, more than one. It was super successful and uh, a really fun opportunity to connect with teachers um, around the world. Um, and so just trying to focus on the some of the unintended consequences and happy accidents that you know COVID and this new work life school um, experience has has brought. So uh, just keep on keeping on and sharing um, the possibilities for capturing and sharing student voice as much as possible. Wonderful, thank you. Very inspiring, Audrey. Thank you so much for for joining us. It was a pleasure to hear your stories, and I think those will really. Um, stick in my mind as I continue to work in education and think about amplifying learner voice. Thanks so To learn much. more about Audrey's work, you can visit some of the links at the show notes. Um, we've linked uh, Soundtrap information, uh, the podcast, also uh, the Podlet, Padlet that Audrey um, recommended with a variety of resources. So check out all those great resources. I liked that Freudian slip there, the podlet. That I'm gonna retitle it. It's the podlet. Yeah, I wonder what that would be. It's Coining kind of a, a word, a new word. Yeah. <laughs> Each episode we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how can you amplify student voice? 
If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season seven, episode 14. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Audrey. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.